the Making Moves with Mao podcast. In every episode, you'll hear stories from individuals just like you that are trying to make an impact. They'll share their unique journey and some helpful tips that got them to where they are now. You'll hear conversations with people from all walks of life who are trying to make some moves. Now, here's your host, Mao. everyone, and thank you for joining us on another episode of Making Moves with Mal. Uh, I'm excited today because I got one of my good buddies here, Eric Corral. Uh, he's going to go over his journey within the real estate business and uh, share some of the success. So thank you for coming, bro. I appreciate you making it. Hey, man. Thanks for the invite. Love your setup. Love the office. So right, Thanks for having me. Yeah. Well, let's let's jump into it, man. I want to keep this nice and brief. I, I respect your time here. So uh, let's start from the very beginning, man. What got you into wanting to get into real estate? Like, How did that idea come about? Uh, well, I've always been in sales. Uh, you know, I worked in banking for a couple of years. I worked in wireless, uh, cell phone wireless industry. I worked at T-Mobile for close to six years. Uh, so I've always felt like I've been in sales. Um, you know, I had an aunt that I have an aunt that's a realtor. Oh, right. And honestly, just being at T-Mobile, uh, I remember seeing realtors come in and, you know, they, they buy these phones cash. And I always thought, I'm like, hey, what do they do for a living? Right. So I think that was kind of the first, uh, what kind of sparked my interest to get into real estate. So I always felt like, you know, if you're going to be a salesman, you know, I think the the biggest thing you could purchase and be part of is, is real estate, uh, or if not, maybe like the automotive industry. But, uh, my father had some real estate, he owned some properties. So he used to help out with the rentals nice. and had yeah, so I would help him out with the rentals. I'd be the one that, uh, call the 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 tenants that would come in and help them out painting cleaning apartments so at the time he had a nine unit building in berwin so i was essentially kind of like his property manager as a teenager but yeah that's kind of how the it, it triggered interest into into real estate for sure now when did you actually get licensed when did that start uh so i got my real estate license in 2013 is okay. when i first got my license yeah and you've always been in uh with remax no, no. So my first year in real estate was at Realty of Chicago. Okay. That was my first year. And at the time, uh, it was it was like huge foreclosure market. So in 2013, I would say three out of my four clients were at any given time were looking at real estate, like foreclosure uh, properties. So Remax down the street, since I live in Berwyn and Remax in Berwyn, uh, you know, the owner of the Remax location, Al Snyder, he had a he had a contract with Fannie Mae, so he had a lot of the home path foreclosures. Uh, so that's kind of one of the reasons I I moved to Remax, you know, to just kind of get the guess the inside scoop on some of the new foreclosures that were coming in. Nice. But yeah, I've been licensed since 2013, and I've been at Remax for nine years. So this year is my tenth year in the in the business. Dude, that's that's amazing, man. And uh, obviously, the the industry's been kind of through an up and down in the past couple of years. So how have you managed to uh, stay consistent with like your client, your client lead flow, your your sales, all that? Stuff? So I mean, for me, it's been kind of a blessing because since 2013, it's just kind of it, business has just been on an upward uh, cycle. So I really ha- haven't felt the business, you know, slow down until now. So to me, this is kind of my first downturn. Uh, but honestly, just it's just been consistent. I've been slowly growing year to year. And it's really just about consistency. Like once you start doing one type of mailer, you got to do it every year. Right? You know, if you start doing social media, 
is just doing it on a daily, weekly basis. But I think the best advice I could give, you know, up and coming realtors is just keep your database organized, whether it's as simple as a CRM or having everything on Excel, make sure you have your, uh, your database just organized with name of clients, property they purchased, type of financing they had, uh, day they closed. I mean, we, we break it down to volume, uh, commission type of loan, attorney, lender. Uh, we have like all our database categorized for sure. That's amazing, man. Uh, and now, now to the point of, you know, client management, I guess you could say, yeah, yeah. uh, what are some of the things that is helping you to kind of maintain strong client relationships? Uh, you've been in the business now for like, um, I mean, I think it's just staying type of mind. I think one of the things that I've, I've, I mean, I don't want to say I'm the, you know, I'm the industry leader or anything like that, but I think one of the things that I've done consistently is I try to stay uh, current with social media. Uh, you know, we always invite our clients to follow, basically follow all of my social media pages, whether it's YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, right now we're heavily focused on Instagram, you know, with the reels, the videos. Uh, I would say the second thing that, that, that we've done is just mailers believe it or not we do either for sure anniversary mailers we do holiday mailers and then we try to do different type of mailers in between for like maybe thanksgiving postcards uh we've done raffle mailers we've done um spring seed packages was a big hit so we we mail out uh for the spring you know we do a nice little postcard and we and we mail them out um it's like a little seed package for different type of flowers or fruits uh, so I think that's been a good hit, but I would say just biggest thing is top of mind with social media, mailers, and drip campaigns, to be honest. Now, what would you say the percentage of your business comes from referral? What, what does that look like? So in the first 30 years, uh, Zillow helped out a lot. I'm not going to lie. Zillow helped out a lot. We would buy leads from Zillow, but that got super saturated. So after two years, you know, I slowly transitioned out of buying leads and i would say now i would say at least a good 80 90 percent of my business is 100 percent referrals for sure okay uh and i think the biggest thing that's changing now is and what's nice about it now that i'm 10 years in the business is a lot of my clients that purchase in the early years are now coming back as listings mm -hmm. so now my business is slowly shifting into uh you know and transitioning more to 50 50 buyers and sellers and those are always nice because then you're helping them sell sometimes you're also helping them purchase their next their 100 percent hundred percent. So those are the best when you got a listing and they're looking to buy. So you handle the sale and you handle the purchase on the relocation as well. That's awesome, man. Uh, I got a good question for you. So yeah. I think one of the things most agents, especially new agents struggle with, right, is not knowing what to do on a daily basis. They like, you know, unfortunately the, the real estate injury industry is one of those industries where, you know, you kind of get licensed. To, it's a very no. long barrier to entry and you get thrown in. So if you're not set up with the right tools, the right training, you kind of you're like floating. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for you, what's what's been like your your biggest focus um, to staying at the, at the level that you are in, in terms of the consistency? Uh, so I guess the the best advice I could give like these new coming agents is uh, a lot of agents just think that you know just because you dress good, you drive a nice car, like leads are going to come to you, and that's just not the case. Uh, but I think the best thing you could do as a real estate, I mean, I personally, I'm a big office guy, right? I need an office. I need an office setting. It, it might not work for other realtors, but that works for me. But I think the number one thing that realtors 
they don't take enough time to learn is to learn an actual contract. They don't know the, the, the MLS contract, the 7.0, uh, and I don't understand why, like it's, it's your first initial tool that you can explain to a contract, whether, you know, you're receiving an, an offer, putting an offer. And I think if you can explain to your client that you're very knowledgeable in understanding a contract, yeah. they're going to perceive that experience and that's going to help you get more referrals. So I think the one thing that realtors should really focus on is understanding how to explain a contract and what the tools are in the contract, the contingencies in a contract. Uh, and number two, I think even though it's not necessarily a field of work is understanding financing, understanding the difference with an FHA loan, conventional loan, understanding which scenarios, you know, which loan product fits best for your client. So I think as a realtor, if you know your contract and you know, financing, whatever client is steps in front of you, I mean, you're going to be able to perceive that They're going to be able to perceive that experience and really find, uh, uh, gain your trust. And once they gain your trust, they're going to eventually give you more referrals. Yeah. I was going to say like that, that's the, probably the biggest thing is you're building trust in that experience for them. Because again, uh, Social media can only do so much, right? right. You, know, you could be, you could do humorous posts, you could do knowledgeable posts, but if you don't back up the experience with that, like, you know, you're going to be out there showing properties, but you're probably not going to be submitting offers and you're not going to be getting your offers accepted yeah, for sure. Right. Yeah. I tell Larry just too, it's like social media is, is the hook, right? Yeah. But you have to reel them in with your knowledge, your expertise and, and basically backing up what you're so I have, I mean, again, this is just kind of something that I came up with, but I feel like you need a third of yourself has to have the experience. A third has to be uh, personality and the other third just has to have hustle. So if you have the experience, you have a hustle and you have a drive, you're going to be a successful realtor. For sure, man. I love it. Um, I got another question for you here, man. In regards to um, contracts, we talked about contracts, right? Like yeah. how... Um, how important is it to negotiate? Like, how do you handle, I said, essentially, how do you handle negotiation tactics for your clients to make sure that they're getting favorable results? Um, you know, it's, it's very hard for somebody to give you a step-by-step -step to handle a contract because every contract is different. You know, you know, when you, when you come and see a house, the moment you see your client has some level of interest in the house, you have to capitalize on that. I mean, you have to see the client's interest and you have to, at that point, you start talking more about the house. Yeah. And it's kind of funny because when I'm showing a property, you know, sometimes I'm selling the house as I'm showing the home mm -hmm. by pointing out the negative things of the house. Yeah. So, you know, I'm showing my client that I know what I'm talking about. So I could tell them, you know, a little bit about a furnace, you know, about plumbing, right. you know, just obvious things, you know, I'm I'm educating them. Obviously, I'm not a home inspector, but, you know, letting them know that I understand, you know, a little bit about mechanicals, you know, a little bit about improvements that the house may need. Well, like you said, it comes with the experience of being out of the field, seeing inspectors. Do exactly. Uh, and then back to your other question before we finish this question, it's attend all your home inspections. Be there from the moment it starts to the moment it finishes. You will gain so much knowledge from a home inspection uh, because you'll learn about the house. But yeah, back to your question on how you negotiate contracts, you know, it all starts at the showing. If your client sparks interest and likes the home, you make sure you put notes on the uh, uh, your listing or whatever notes you have uh, 
you know, put a star on the property they like. I usually go back, I check comparables. You know, I see what a similar split level house built in 1975, three bedroom to baths has sold for in the last six months. And you know, if your client's still um, hesitant to submit an offer, you know, sometimes you could share comparables of what it's closed for. Yeah. And you'll sometimes realize that, you know, properties are selling at list price or even above list price. So I think clients like to see proof before you, you know, the, like some type of, um, how can you explain? Yeah. They want some type of verification, yeah. uh, that shows them or encouragement basic, right? Why the, the offer that they're submitting is a good offer. It's a bad offer. Yes. Uh, but I think it's going back to analyzing the area, what's closed, number one, so that you make sure you're putting a, a sound offer and, and, and it's a reasonable offer. Uh, obviously, communication with the other realtor. I yeah. think that's a given. If you know the agent, you know their managing broker. I think relationships go a long way. 100%. And then lastly is just having great communication with your with your lender. I think as a realtor, in the beginning, if you build a good relationship with a lender and you keep that loyalty to each other, that'll go a long way also because their network's going to help you as, as, as well as your network's going to help them. So I think uh, the communication and the relationships you have with, with people in the industry is going to really help you get more contracts. Yeah, I mean, it's funny because I just had a deal like that where I knew the listing agent and because of that relationship, we were able to get our client. The, the well, you know, like it, it, that goes a long way. I mean, it's... Funny story, this morning, we just submitted an offer, property in Oakland. Yeah. The guy works for Remax 10. I have no clue who he is. I mean, he sounds knowledgeable. I mean, we we kind of had a, a brief conversation. But I know Pablo Galarza worked at yeah. Remax 10, and Pablo Galarza is a reputable agent. So I told him how I knew Pablo. He's, oh, I know Pablo. I told him about the lender that works with him as well. Yeah. So it's like that relationship maybe gave that real to a little trust in my offer uh just because of who i know from the office you know what i mean yeah that, that kind of goes to show that like reputation does Rep yeah, yeah. In this business um i mean there's a ton of real estate agents but at the end of the day you get to you know who the producers are you know the people that you're going to consistently work with and you know what i mean you 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 mentioned a key point reputation like i think again a lot of new realtors they don't they don't see what a good reputation uh, gets you in your upcoming years. You know, your first year, you're just kind of like after these contracts and, you know, you want to put these crazy offers, highest and best, and you just want to lock in a contract. But you also have to build a reputation with a lot of the realtors that you're doing deals with because I promise you, you guys will cross paths again. So it's like if you put an offer and I don't hear from you for three, four days, you know, if I got another listing and I get another offer from you, I promise you, I will remember who you are. You know what I mean? You'll get off the blacklist. You don't want that. Absolutely. So you're on my good list, Mauricio. We're, we're in good terms, man. <laughs> uh, cool, man. Uh, another big question for you, man. What systems and tools or tools do you use to kind of help streamline your workflow, help you stay organized, help you stay on top of uh, I mean, obviously, there's a lot of different things we use, but I, I would say the number one thing that we utilize on a daily basis and we, you know, my assistant uses it, it's Google Drive. I mean, I utilize Google Drive as a CRM, data organizer, like uh, we have all our folders organized. So I would say use some type of cloud, Google Drive, uh, Dropbox, Outlook, uh, OneDrive. That way you have access to it through your phone, through your laptop, through your desktop, at home, at work. Uh, I think that's one of the things that we utilize to its full potential, Google Drive. Like I'm paying 
to have a terabyte of cloud space uh, and i think it's like 9.99 a month yeah. uh initially it's free but you you know we we save our listing photos there our listing videos there that we go back and and utilize those photos for social media content all the time so I would say that's to me the most important tool you're going to have to set up set up some type of cloud space and you'll be able to utilize your photos for social media you'll be able to share pdf attachments for offers and just makes your life a lot easier yeah 100 i think organization is key if you want to succeed at a higher level in this industry for sure you have to have those tools in place um speaking of you know succeeding in the industry obviously you know it does take ongoing education continued education what are some of the things that you're doing to kind of improve or, or work on those skills to to make you like the um, i mean honestly my biggest thing as far as learning more skills it's so i've been able to uh, after year three i think i got nominated as i got i got uh awarded top producer and i never looked back after that and i i really try to sit down with other realtors that are doing better than me or they're doing something that I, you know, that I like, like one of the reasons I want to meet you is I like what you're doing with social media. You know, I've had sit downs with like Greg Cerrone, uh, yeah. uh, you know, he's a, he's a heavy hitter. I like to just pick his brain and see how he works. I'm good friends with Pablo Galarza, um, you know, Luis Ortiz from my office, he's a huge, uh, heavy hitter. So, you know, even as it's kind of funny, but sometimes I'll see like a flyer that Luis Ortiz team has in the office printer and I'll grab it and it's like, Hey, this is, a, this is something that we could implement in my yeah. team. So, I mean, I can't really say I'm, I'm signing up for these crazy training sessions or I'm part of the core or anything like that. But I guess I just try to surround myself with people that are doing well, equally as well, if not better than me, and just try to learn from their best practices, to be honest. So in a way, kind of like making sure you have mentors to you can look up to like, uh, learn from, you know, I think that's one thing that I, I, I personally have not taken advantage of is like an actual mentor to kind of just like, you know, for me to go under their wing. But I think that is something that I, I need to look into, get some formal coaching. Sure. Uh, I know I've been approached by the core. I've been reluctant to pay, but, um, you know, it just seems like once you're busy, you're busy. And once you think things are moving in the, in the right direction you know you kind of don't seek that systematic. yeah it becomes systematic but uh you know i think it's times like this where people that are looking to get better are going to be the ones that are going to i'm sorry it's times like these where things slow down yeah where people that are looking to get better are going to stand out and are really going to be successful in in the upcoming markets where realtors that were just kind of you know on cruise control thinking that this is going to be this is going to be the norm yeah. of real estate like this is just not the case uh so thank uh, thankfully since 2013 i haven't felt a downfall even this year you know the uh, real estate did slow down but um uh, you know i've still been able to successfully invest in real estate on my own uh you know i've i've still managed to keep a team together uh so i mean i'm, I'm looking forward to what's what's 2024 is going to bring yeah. us going to be a, a, a very interesting year um obviously with like the lawsuit that's happening yeah. and everything that's going around like, agents really do have to now truly show their value like especially buyer agents right 100 like, yeah as to why uh, a buyer would want to work with you um so it's those people that actually learn those skills and learn how to show their value are the ones that are actually going to stand out from the crowd and i mean we've seen it this year man so many agents have left the business you know because of the the yeah. market and the way things I mean, I don't, I don't really keep track of statistics, but, um, 
you know, it, it's really just being out in the field. Uh, I'm starting to see that listings are starting to sit there longer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, so the market's slowly shifting back to a seller's market. I'm sorry, back to a buyer's market. Uh, and it, it's, it's good to feel that. Like, I just feel that the last two years, real estate was just way too rushed. It was just, uh, you know, I mean, I don't want to say necessarily easy, but I feel that as an experienced realtor, you want to get your clients a contract based on fair market value, where I feel like a lot of the upcoming realtors were trained just to win contracts at all costs, like without keeping in consideration what the market is. So it's hard for you to, you know, ethically tell your client hey your best offer here we need to go fifty thousand dollars over asking price with a ten twenty thousand dollar appraisal waiver right. so where i feel more inexperienced realtors they were just trained to win the bids right. and that's just that was a norm for them you know what i mean so uh it, it's good to see the market uh getting back to normal rates are coming down right. I wouldn't be surprised 2024 goes right back to what we were in the last two years, but um, I guess let's see where where we're at. More demand coming through. Uh, okay. Now the topic of, you know, building a personal brand. Obviously, I know social media has been a big focus for you as well in, in, in these past couple of years, building your uh, your online presence. Um, how do you how do you feel? Or share, share your thoughts on like, how important building like um, your own personal brand like when people find you online what what do you expect them to to see about you, and what you so from the beginning i always you know I, obviously the umbrella of remax is huge right so working for remax has obviously helped me for listing presentations for buyer presentations you know it gives you it it, it makes you look like a certain level of client because of the of the company you're with but at the same time I feel that one of the things I've done well is being consistent with one name throughout all my social media platforms. So I've stuck with Eric Properties. I don't know how I came up with Eric Properties is just kind of what I decided to put with Facebook. But uh, now Facebook has Eric Properties. My Snapchat has Eric Properties. Uh, my Instagram, my TikTok. So all my platforms have the same name. Right. Uh, so I think it's just a matter of keeping that consistency in the name, you know, over time you'll start seeing what content different platforms do better you know whether it's informative whether it's humor whether it's just uh you know inventory you're you're advertising but i think it's just being consistent and being a professional to be honest online like people do want to see your personal life as well but at the same time if you're if you're in real estate you advertise real estate you know yeah. i'm not in the health industry i'm not really posting what i'm doing in the gym i'm not posting you know i mean don't get me wrong i'll put certain things about my family yeah. my wife my kids but uh i'm heavily focused on advertising real estate like that's if you look at my platforms that's what you see uh all my listing videos get uploaded to youtube even though i don't have uh, you know heavy subscribers yeah but uh I think in comparison to other realtors at 300 subscribers, I think I'm a, a yeah. at the top to be honest. And it's, that's one of the things that we constantly share our platforms to our past clients to follow us on every single, um, so it's, it's, we utilize it as a customer retention, uh, tool. Yeah. So it's similar to the banking industry. I worked in, I worked in banking. They want you to have a checking account, credit card, savings account, online banking. 
So the more tools you have with the company, the less likely you are to turn, turn over with another company. So that's kind of my model is I want you following me on all my platforms. So you're less likely to go follow Mauricio or, um, or, or go get a, uh, get a lead for, or call a realtor from Zillow. You're right. going to call me from social media. I love it, man. I think if most, if more realtors thought of it that way, like, like the customer, it's the banking mentality. I mean, I'm sure other companies do the same thing. It's even like, you know, your Starbucks, you got the rewards program. Yeah. So essentially that's my reward. Like ways to kind of keep them in your own little ecosystem. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, final question for you, man. Uh, long-term goals. What do you see yourself in the, in the, in the business? Uh, I mean, you're nine years in going on 10. What do you see? Your well, 10, 10, years 10 years, nine at Remax, 10 in the business. Yeah. Uh, honestly, I see myself retiring in this, in this industry. Uh, I love it. I, I live it. I breathe it. Uh, I hope my son one day gets in the business. That'd be great. Nice. Uh, but if it doesn't happen, I mean, I understand, but my, my near goal, I definitely uh, want to get my managing broker license and I want to open my own firm, my own brand, my own company. Yeah. Um, I think that's in the works and just continue investing in real estate, to be honest, getting more rentals. Yeah. Uh, that way, one day, you know, I'm not worried about selling 50, 60, 70 deals a year anymore. It's more just, hey, I sit back, yeah. handle, uh, just manage my cash flow properties and, uh, you know, maybe refer out my leads, but, uh, yeah, I definitely see myself in the next 10, 20 years still in the business. So let's, let's just see what, uh, it's just the beginning. Just the beginning. I mean, I, I mean, I guess, and this is for me and you, we just got to adapt to what real estate, uh, becomes. And if you're not adapting, you're falling behind. And if you're falling behind, this is not the industry for you. hundred percent. I mean, it's, it's ever changing. So you do it yeah. kind of adapt as, as it goes, man. So. One last key key uh, piece of advice, brand new agent. What would you tell them is the one thing that they should be doing to be successful? Uh, learn the learn the the what is it called the real estate contract. the contract. Learn the contract, uh, the ins and out of the whole contract. Yep. Know the type of financing, and I would say uh, put down ten to twenty, even the more you can, even thirty of your friends, family, put them down in a database, write them a letter, tell them you, you, you're in the industry and send them a, a, some type of postcard or letter every three months, make sure they follow you on your social media platforms. And I promise you, you will get a couple leads from just that marketing piece, uh, in 2024. Yeah. And once you do get those clients, the searching, learning the neighborhoods, I mean, that's all going to come. Right. You're going to learn that, but focus on knowing your contract. So when you're ready to submit an offer, you know what you're talking about, understand your financing, understand a payment and understand your closing costs. If you know those tools, I mean, you will little by little, your, your business will grow. That's awesome, man. Well, again, Eric, man, I truly appreciate you taking the time today, man. We learned a lot about your business. I wish you the best in your career. Keep, keep it growing. Yeah, absolutely. I, I appreciate the invite and I uh, look forward to getting some deals together, man. Thank you, man. Thank, you. Right. Thank you so much for listening. Catch you guys on the next one. Thank you guys.